Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. It's finale time, everyone. We're here. Here we are once again. And hello, uh, hello darkness, my old friend. For real, though. For real. A lot of darkness going around in these these this trio of episodes. By the way, I incorrectly stated that they were breaking out the Transformers the movie quotes. Um, this one shall rise is a prime original, and uh, they let me just say they ain't talking about any primes when they say one shall rise. Was it really? I was so sure it was older than that. It's one shall stand, one shall fall. One shall stand. All right, all right, fair enough. Ain't nobody rising in that movie. <laughs> That's that is true. Except I guess Rodimus. Um, but you know, Cup. Nah, he's old. He can't. He's he he's not rising. It takes him a while to rise. Really, got to pop all his knees and shoulders and kind of kind of get up get up and at him. You know. I love I love uh, the new Minions movie, Rise of Cup. It's just an hour and a half of an old man getting out of bed while minions annoy him. Yeah. Gripping stuff, really. Yeah, so we're we're watching One Shall Rise parts one through three. They're good. Spoiler alert. They, they fuck. And it's a shame. (laughs) It is a bit of a shame that you're not going to hear from Prime for a while again, folks, because it leaves on a pretty significant cliffhanger. Yes, it does, and you're going to have to fucking suffer through it. Or watch it on your own. But don't do that, that's cheating. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with uh, One Shall Rise Part 1 here, which uh, leaves us right off right where we left, with Optimus about to be skewered by a Dark Energon-crazed Megatron. Yeah, um... Megatron's about to like do the killing blow when uh Ratchet manages to like get a, a ground bridge out just in time and Bulkhead sort of like barrels into him and uh is able to like knock him off, but uh the it is very clear that Optimus is in no place right now, whether it's mentally or physically or both, um, to be continuing to fight Megatron as the blood of Unicron shoots off from a volcano in the distance. Um, so they make a tactical retreat. We pull a leaf out of the Book of Starscream. Um, RC and Ratchet drag Optimus through the the ground ridge portal while Bulkhead continues to run interference against Megatron. And then as soon as it's uh, time, also gets the book out of there because he is definitely not the guy to fight a dark energon infused Megatron. <laughs> I had a guy, but now I don't, and you are not the guy. <laughs> my daddy um. and my mommy. <laughs> um, yeah, and as as they retreat, the uh, again the volcano just sort of keeps erupting, and 
Megatron literally does sickos, yes. Yeah, because he's like, well, yeah, maybe I didn't kill Prime, but guess what, motherfuckers? I have enough Dark Energon to do my real plan of reviving Unicron. What is it with Megatrons and trying to revive Unicrons? I mean, it's, hap- it's only happened twice from what I remember, but if I had a nickel for every time Megatron wanted to revive Unicron, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. The other so one the is other Energon, one- by the way. Oh, okay. I was like, what is the other one? Like, my memory is that Megatron was very not interested in no. Unicron's interference and most other uh, continuities. Yeah, so they, they they bridge back to base after our intro. Um, and I really like this moment of Optimus gets back and, and Ratchet's like, you have been super dark energon poisoned. You need to sit down for a minute. Um, and, and Optimus looks at Raph's still laying in the little hospital bed and he, and he says, I'm not the only one. And he sits next to Raph and he gives him a little smile. It's a nice moment, but one that doesn't la- last no. because June has decided no more nice cougars. Yeah, she's... I'm pissed. She's giving Optimus the fucking business about endangering these children. Um, she's like, I am going to take Raph to a real hospital with real doctors as she glares at Ratchet. <laughs> yeah... Optimus is just, he apologizes for what happened to Raph, and he's like, listen, I promise that no harm will come to uh, our human friends or any human ever again, which is a bit, that's a big promise, Prime. I don't think you're going to be able to keep that one. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like, I mean, June doesn't necessarily exactly call him out on it, but she basically does. She's um, like, they're fucking kids, bro. She, they do not belong she, on mean, a battlefield. I mean, she is correct. You, um, you cannot fault her logic for this one. Yeah, this is what any reasonable mother would do. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with June on this one. And frankly, I don't think she is, like, framed as being terribly unreasonable. It's just that there's other context going on, as we'll learn very shortly. Uh, so Miko obviously, so June like tells Raph to get in the car, her car, and also tells Miko and Jack to go with them because they're leaving and not coming back, which Optimus is like, I, I fully understand. And Miko gets so mad at him. She's like, you're just like, you're not even going to try to fight to like get a, a let, let us stay. And, you know, Jack sort of like looks up at Arcee and Arcee's like, well, she is your mother. I can't <laughs> at the end of the day we we had we had my I don't feel like June thinks I'm good enough for you episode a few weeks ago uh we're we're past that now and you know she does have your best intentions at mine so this is sort of out of my hands Miko obviously <laughs> obstinately refuses to go um but when June looks at Jack and says all right let's go he don't go he's like I'm staying I'm sorry, but I, I cannot go with you. The, bo- the boy grew a spine. Yeah, bad time to do it, but you get on get on you, Jack, I guess. And so uh, June just gets ready to leave. I love Ratchet going, I'll, I'll open a ground bridge for you. She's like, I don't need your fucking ground bridge, asshole. I, I know how to get out of here. Yeah, no fucking thanks. And she just... Uh, drives as safely and angrily off as she can as soon as she leaves 
Well, well, and as she leaves, Raph is like pressing his hand against the back, uh, back windshield and looking at Bumblebee and Bumblebee is looking at Raph. And he's making sad little boobs. It's heartbreaking. Anyway, as soon as June leaves, Fowler calls and's like, yo, world's ending. Yeah, he's like, have you checked the weather lately? And <laughs> Ratchet's like, we are aware of the volcano, Agent Fowler. Yes. And he's like, cool. How about the 23 other major tectonic uh, disturbances happening around the world? So and as everyone's soon- like, ah. Yeah, as soon as the volcano erupted, a bunch of shit started happening. Like, seven distinct earthquakes all happened at once. Freak storms, like flooding, tsunamis. At one point they mentioned Honolulu is under six inches of snow. Maybe it was six feet, I don't remember. Any amount of snow is, frankly, worrying for Honolulu, though. Yeah. Um, And everyone's like, well, that seems odd why is there so much shit happening alongside this volcano and optimus just goes i don't think the amount i don't think dark energon being found on earth is a coincidence i think all this shit is connected this is the future of climate change if we don't uh if we don't reduce emissions in the next decade if we don't kill the devil lurking at the center of our planet well that's that's we we learned that in a little bit but listen we had this is the solution pay attention everyone this is the blueprint (laughs) Anyway, Megatron is loving this. He's having a great time. He's getting so much dark energy on, and he's like, fuck yeah, ha me, me sowing, ha this owns, I love it. Um, and, yeah. then he, and then he has another Unicron vision where the world explodes. <laughs> and he's like, that's fine, I think. That's, I'm sure that's nothing. Um, and Meanwhile, yeah, Fowler oh. gets there. <laughs> he arrives, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Arrives, wait, arrives he, where? He arrives at the auto base. Um, oh, wait, never mind. We, we already, I skipped an entire scene. Went through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's right, because so, June is leaving. Yeah, right. So, meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, uh, June is driving down uh, the lonely Nevada road that leads out of the desert, um, the one single road. That is what it actually looks like. Can confirm. Yeah. Um, and uh, those, uh, those storms. Ooh, they got hands. Um, and a lightning storm opens up right in front of her and lightning and striking all around her. And she crashes her car into a telephone pole, uh, which would be bad enough, except then she and Raph get trapped in the Twister experience at Universal Studios. Yeah, Tornado spawns directly next to their location and starts trying to suck their car up. Um, June attempts to outdrive the Twister, but... The tornado got hands um and it looks like they are going to be sucked into the storm but oh shit bumblebee is here he fucking grabs onto the car like that one scene from winter soldier with the helicopter um and fucking just just keeps them from getting fucking flung into the sky yeah he is able he's able to save them in the nick of time it looks like they they figure us out for a minute with june fucking uh, yeah. You know, they, they, like both he, she, and Raph are clinging to the the car and crawling onto Bumblebee's arm. Then the car gets like torn away from Bumblebee's grasp, and before June can make it onto his arm, and we're like, "Oh shit, she died!" But it's fine. She has Bumblebee. 
Bumblebee's holding on to the hood, so the rest of the car, like, detaches from the hood of the car. I gotta say, she has remarkable grip strength. That's, um, that's the nurse training, baby. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is, this is when, uh, she returns to the base in, in Bumblebee, and she and Jack have, like, a very sheepish apology to one another. Then yeah. Fowler arrives in person. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> And it's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And Ratchet's like, all right, good news. I have pinpointed the cause of all of these tremors. Bad news. It's a heartbeat. It's alive. Yeah, bad news. It's a heartbeat. And everyone's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would there be a giant Cybertronian heartbeat at the core of the Earth? Oh, shit. Oops. Um, as, as So, basically, yeah, Ratchet is able to, like unscramble the sound um to uh sort of clear clarify it into like the heartbeat of unicron which it obviously is and wouldn't you know it someone on the decepticon side is also also very good at unscrambling sounds and uh it cuts over to the uh to the nemesis where on sound waves uh visor the heartbeat is also playing and at this point i think Soundwave is just trolling because he's just like standing there silently with a heartbeat and it is fucking megatron shit to hell yeah he's just screaming like turn it off turn it off i can hear it in my head and he's just standing there yeah Soundwave's not doing anything um really inscrutable guy Soundwave. truly inscrutable we learn a lot about him in in the in this set of episodes uh chief chief among them do not fuck with Soundwave. yeah no again unclear about like where his allegiances really lie since again megatron is literally here screaming at him to turn it off and he's just like no um but yeah so so ratchet is the one who like puts it together that like the the fucking it's not just that there's dark energy on earth it's that earth is literally fucking unicron at some point in this episode they finally make a canon unicron unicorn joke uh thanks to miko he's like unicorn why are you guys so worried about a unicorn and right is like no 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 you see a uh, unicron's the devil yeah uh, and and miko's like Oh, you mean like that fake thing they made up in the Bible? <laughs> and and uh, what she says is not not the devil, but a boogeyman. Yes, like a boogeyman. And, and uh, Ratchet's like, yes, except it's not made up. It's very, very real. Yeah, was. Clear, obviously, he's not a concern anymore. And then five minutes later, Ratchet's going, oh, he's a concern. Uh, so then Optimus is like, all right, everyone, sit down. It's story time. Let me tell you about our creation myth. Yeah, have you ever read the book of Genesis? So he tells them all about the the aligned continuities. Literally origin. starting with the words in the beginning. Actually, he starts with before the beginning. Oh, sorry, before the beginning, yeah. Which is how you know what's real shit. So he, so he talks yeah. about Primus, the god of creation, and Unicron, the incarnation of, of destruction. And how they were they were locked in eternal conflict forever, like... Unable, well, each one, you know, the, the the balance of power swinging in each direction, but unable to finish off the other. Until Primus got an idea. What if I made little guys? And so he made bad. 13 little guys. Yeah. He made 13 little guys. The original 13 Primes. Uh, who, 
united and, and struck down Unicron, casting him off into the depths of space, never to be seen don't, again. Don't worry, they'll never be relevant again. Nope. There's certainly not an entire book about them that really fleshes out this whole story. Um, okay, are we a history of the Transformers franchise in literature? No, we will never be discussing the Covenant of Primus unless they make a TV special out of it. Which would be sick. But that would be I, sick. I, I, I think the time has passed. Yeah, the Align continuity is... They, 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 they fucking threw it in a ditch and shot it 50 times. <laughs> um, Even when it was still active, they yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> tossed it in a ditch and shot it 50 times. But yeah, so basically, Optimus says, Primus, uh, once once Unicorn had been defeated, had, uh, became one with the planet Cybertron itself, uh, receding into its core and entering a deep slumber. And he hypothesizes that uh, Unicron, over the course of millions of years uh, and, and gravitational forces has had much the same happen to him except he is the core of the earth oops this is a this is an insane twist because <laughs> obviously unicron he's been done many many times before we've already seen him once in armada we uh if you we he was in the the movie obviously this is a new wrinkle for unicron the whole uh what if earth was a giant transformer thing this is uh this is where Bayverse is going, by the way, if yes. they ever continue along in the continuity. I was gonna say that the the this is an aspect of a line that has sort of carried forward uh into some other stuff with the, in the fifth movie, it being revealed that Earth is Unicron's body, but considering that Rise of the Beast is a sequel to Bumblebee, I think, I'm not sure if we're ever going back to that plot thread. Yeah, I mean so there's supposed to be two, there's like two threads now. There's like the Bumblebee thing, and, and there's supposed to be another one besides Rise of the Beasts in, in the works right now, which I think is supposed to be right in the same alignment as the rest of the Bayverse, but unclear. I think Bumblebee was way more successful, maybe, than people <laughs> Wait, it was way more successful, and more importantly, uh, more well-loved. Um the before the MCU, I think ever the the Transformers movies kind of represented the like the worst impulses of Hollywood for the for to to a lot of people's minds. Like, I guess yeah. I mean, and when it comes to like action movies and like sort of um, adapted IPs, yeah. But uh, we we aren't here to talk about those movies. We're here to talk about Prime. So after this, we cut back to the Nemesis. Um, and Megatron makes a questionable decision and turning to Arachnid and saying, all right, I gotta go meet with Unicron. I'm, I'm gonna be back. You're in charge. To be fair to Megatron, who else is he gonna leave in charge? Soundwave. Soundwave's not a leader. I guess that's true. He can't really give commands unless someone yeah. else says it first. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Arachnid is basically like, all right, um, we have enough dark energon to last us for a lifetime. And also all of our miners are dropping dead from dark energon poisoning. So maybe we should just head on out. And he's like, nope, got to go talk to my master. Just like, okay, we'll be here. I guess we'll be right here the whole time. And so he flies out to the uh, to the to the uh, volcano, the volcanic crater, 
and and kneels down and, and and asks to speak to Unicron, and I get to talk about another voice actor. Yes, so do I. Oh my god, I'm this so excited crazy. to talk about him. This one's this one's nuts. Okay, so first of all, before before we get to who voices uh, Unicron and Prime, because it is an absolutely bonkers casting choice. <laughs> um, he so he's like. I I wish to speak with you, my like Lord and Master Unicron, and this is how you know that Megatron is fucked in the head, because he is bowing to another person, even if it is a primal god. That is how you know. And again, we get further on in the episodes, um, uh, him sort of coming to that conclusion as well. Like, wait, what the fuck was I doing? Um, but. Unicron's spirit rises out of the volcano a la Mufasa in The Lion King, going Simba. And the voice that comes out of his mouth belongs to Mr. John Noble, ladies and gentlemen. John fucking Noble. Um, You... All of you listening, you almost certainly know John Noble, if not by voice, then by face. He's one of those, he's a character actor, and he looks like a character actor. He has been all over the place. He was- You probably know him best as Denethor in yes. Lord of the Rings. He was also Walter on Fringe, a cult classic television show from back in the day. Um, he's been all over the place. He plays- I have noticed he has definitely been uh, sort of typecast as bastard fathers, like terrible dads. It happens a lot. I I, I guess. Okay, we got he's, he's Denethor, bad dad. Yeah, bad, da- Denethor is a bad dad for sure. Yep. Walter Bishop is definitely a bad dad, from what I remember. I nev- okay, so I I never watched Fringe, so I can't speak to that. I remember him being a bad dad. Uh, he voice he is he plays uh Billy Butcher's dad on The Boys most recently what I saw him in. Oh really? I haven't watched The Boys yet. It's a good show. He is definitely a bad dad in that fucking mm. piece of shit. Um, and Unicron, bad dad to humanity as we see shortly <laughs> coming up. Yeah. But yeah, he's absent absent father of the uh, what do you call million years? Yeah, like uh, eons uh, of the uh, epoch. Yeah. So yeah, I think they were really going for that Orson Welles type of vibe. They needed a weathered character actor to bring this version of Unicron to life, and I do, I do like hearing John Noble's Unicron. Yeah, his uh, other voice acting credits you might know him from include um, an LA noir. The bad game of L.A. Noir, uh, Leland Monroe. Um, he was the dragon spirit in um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh yeah. Um, and he has been Scarecrow in one of the Arkham games. The last one. Yeah, Arkham Knight. So yeah, uh, we forgot to mention that I think Optimus speculates that. Uh, Unicron has like transcended physical form. Like his he his consciousness is no longer really bound to his body. Um, right, because June June asked a question, and when when Ratchet's like, "Yeah, the devil's real and he's your planet," um, 
June is like, okay, so like, what does that mean in like concrete terms? Like if he's waking up, because they're like, he's waking up, but he's not fully awakened yet. So we still have time to like put him back to sleep, basically. And June's like, if he's waking up, what does that mean? If he like wiggles his fingers or stretches his limbs, like, does it tear the planet apart? Like what? What? And and Optimus is like, mm, no, I think it's a little more complicated than that. So Megatron is like, ah, Lord, Lord Unicron, I live to serve you. Unicron is like, man, shut the fuck up. How dare you come in here and wake me up? Are you kidding me? Who the fuck are you? Wait a minute. Is that a fucking Prime I smell? Yeah, is that, is that Primus? You fucking left a Prime alive on me? On me? And, hey, let it not be said that Megatron doesn't learn anything from his subordinates because he pulls a complete star scream here. Yeah, he's like, listen, I, I will I will gladly take care of him for you, my legion. And Neocron's just like, yeah, what the fuck ever. If you could have done that, you, he would be dead already. I will do with it myself. I do not need your fucking pathetic groveling ass. And uh, he just, like, dissipates and he's- it just, like closes up on uh megatron's face and he's so angry oh my god he's so angry you fucking did all this crazy shit in service of unicorn he just told them to fuck off he's like nope i don't need you bye so we cut to optimus investigating some of the trimmer sites uh and then uh, <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little face pops out of the mountain yellow he's like hey there you optimus prime he's like Yes. Uh, Unicron's like, Don't answer that. I can feel Matrix in you. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. Here, I'll, I'll be with you real quick. Uh, I'll be with you shortly. Um, and then the mountain comes to life in the shape of Unicron. So this, this Unicron design is interesting. Um, obviously. Because it looks like Orson Welles. Yeah, well, no, it doesn't look like Orson Welles. This one is, this Unicron is fairly svelte. Um, no, I mean, oh, well, yeah. The face does. The face definitely looks like G1 Unicron. Um, yeah. But everything it has the, else. The full beard, full beard and the uh, the mustache. Obviously, we never actually see Unicron's full body um, because he doesn't need it. But this is what he looks like. It's just like a smaller version of himself. Um, he has gigantic shoulder horns, like fucking enormous shoulder horns. He looks like the Quake logo. <laughs> and he's got his his uh his wings have become these weird skeletal bat wings. He's got a gigantic stalactite on one arm, and he's just he just looks real cool. He just looks like very he looks very you know earthen, which makes sense because he is he, the, these Unicron incarnations are made from the earth. Oops, sorry. And if you would like to buy a figure of this version of Unicron, um. Have fun importing from Japan because they never release yeah. a toy in America. Unicrons are hard to come by. Unless they're very, very expensive. Well, uh, even those are. I mean, again, there's one. Yeah. The, I guess you could buy like a third hand Armada Unicron if you wanted. There are plenty of those. But you don't want that one. You want, you want the big fucking gigantic unicron you want the you want the unicron that's the size of an exercise ball yeah you want you want you want that unicron but yeah so he uh he just pops out of the earth and starts beating the shit out of optimus um eventually optimus like all right hang on whoa, whoa, whoa time out time out 
I would like to speak to you, Lord Unicron. He's like, what the fuck do you want? He's like, listen, right now, there are billions of, of, of life forms on this planet. So, brilliant creatures called humankind that sprung from your seed. You are the, the seed of this planet. And Unicron's like, so, they're like my children, my creations? And Optimus like, yes, yes. My progeny. You're my saying progeny. these are my progeny. And then Unicron's like, fuck them kids. He's like, they're not progeny. They're parasites. They're lice. I'll fucking need them. Uh, so, yeah, there's no no line of uh, empathy for the Chaos Bringer. That's just not going to work. He does not care. He does not pay child support. So, Prime fucking shoots the shit out of this Unicron incarnation. Um, and it crumbles away to dust. And that's when Ratchet calls in and is like, Hey, Prime, you um, heard any signs of Unicron? And then uh, all around him... Infinite amounts of Unicrons begin begin climbing out of the mountains. And they say, while Unicron may be one, we are all Unicron. And Roger goes, yep, that, okay, that answers my question. (laughs) And ends the episode. Part two. Uh, Optimus is uh, doing his best to fight the endless hordes of Unicrons. Not getting terribly far, considering that literally he can just make more. Does not matter. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Again, not not to talk about literal devils and Jesus allegories or whatever, but a lot, a lot of body of Christ stuff going on here. Yes. Body of the devil stuff. It's dirt. It's free real estate. So... He managed, so the Unicrons are like surrounding him. They managed to overwhelm him. They look like they're literally about to tear him apart. Yeah, again, so you have to remember uh, Optimus is, um, you know, very, you know, very impressive. Uh, but it's mostly in his demeanor because the man's, the man's shoulder to waist ratio is insane. And there's actually a shot of him while he's first approach when uh, Unicron first approaches him, where he's just on these little. You really see how little his little twig legs are. Um, and uh, it looks like it would not be very difficult to for these massive stone Unicron clones to rent him limb from limb. Which they they are definitely about to do. They are definitely about to give him the old pyro treatment. If you've read Last Stand of the Wreckers, um, but before that can happen, the Autobots pop out of a ground bridge and start uh, shredding Unicron clones. And Optimus starts up saying, "You know, you you have to leave. They want me. I'll hold them off." And RC's like, "Nope, not this time. We're not uh, we're not buying that self sacrificial bullshit." sir we're gonna we're gonna fight alongside you yeah and what uh what happens here is the unicron demolition derby yeah they they fucking this is a very cool uh action scene which is like good because the 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 start of this episode is heavy on the action tons of unicrons getting busted through prime literally drives through one um yeah they're they're it's great because so many of them um are destroyed by uh, the Autobots in vehicle mode, which is why it's a demolition derby. And they manage to like get out of the ravine they're in, and they're in they they look like they're home free. And then a really really big Unicron <laughs> uh, pops out of the ground. 
I love Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, that was also my first thought, especially when they started fighting him. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. It's one of those ones they're, where I'm on the horse. Yeah, exactly. They're they're like scurrying around his, uh, around his feet. And I'm like, all right, where's the blue spot I have to hit with an arrow to make him crouch down? Um, and But unfortunately, he does not seem to have a blue spot. He fucking wipes everyone out and he is about to squish Optimus like a tiny little bug. Um... But then he gets felled by some uh, f- some fire. And sh- someone shoots him down. Yeah. And everyone's Any guess? Like, it's, hey, it's purple laser shot. Any guess? Yeah, who Any knows? Guess? I bet it's Starscream. <laughs> so everyone's like, hey, Ratchet, do you do that? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm not on the synth anymore, guys. I can't do that shit. Well... Listen, you can't say Megatron didn't give it the old college try when it came to serving someone else. Yeah, he, you know, he tried it. It wasn't for him. Um, yes, everyone asks, what happened? And then Megatron, standing on the destroyed Unicron clone's shoulder, goes, I happened. Thank you, Megatron. Um, and he flies down to Optimus, and, and everyone's, everyone is like, wait a minute. Is he here to fucking... Did he just save Optimus? I uh, literally can't stand what he does next it's so fucking... why would you do this why would you do this he because goes he's a little fucking worm who loves the drama he goes into optimus who's like lying prone on the ground and shoves his fusion cannon in his face and all the autobots are like oh shit and are about to attack him when he like twists his arm and offers his hand but he shoves his what i hate him because he, he loves it he loves being such a little, a little fucking turd um, and he helps Optimus to his feet, and we get the very strange shot of Optimus and Megatron grasping hands and looking into each other's eyes. Um, yeah, Megatron's like, <laughs> remember how last time, uh, it's funny because last time you, you were trying to kill me, and Optimus is like, bitch, I still am. Yeah, he's, he's like that, he's like, it's funny considering last time we met I was, you were trying so hard to extinguish my spark, and Optimus just goes... That is not out of the question. (laughs) Megatron is here with an offer. A a truce. Because Unicron is... We've seen this before, although it was not Megatron offering the truce in Armada. Um, He is... Listen. Unicron, big problem. Way bigger problem than the Civil War. Um, We should put it on hold and team up to deal with him and ratchet goes nope absolutely not yeah here we really get to see your ratchet's constant insecurities about optimus leaving him for his ex not unfounded as we find out in the next episode boy yeah he's like you you cannot fucking team up with megatron after all the shit he's done and megatron's like listen i have done a lot of shit that's true but do you know where Unicron is? Do you know how to get directly into Unicron's heart? Megatron's like, you know what else I've done? Optimus. Hey, <laughs> you know how to get... <laughs> you see her, like, ratchet <laughs> fuming. And uh, he's like, only a power of a prime can uh, defeat Unicron. And RC says, well, if that's the case, why do we fucking need you? And she, he just goes, do you know where he is? I do. Is the PS5 speaking directly to you, girl? Um, and Optimus is like, that's right, the power of the primes. The matrix of leadership. And everyone goes, what is that? 
It's uh, lore dump time. Not yet. Not quite yet. Because first, um, it's so funny because Optimus immediately hits the nail on the head for Megatron's like uh, motivation here. He's like, yeah, Megatron, you only want to team up with us because you want to rule over this planet yourself. Megatron just... Megatron just looks at him and goes, fuck yeah, no gods, no masters. You got me. Is this is that a problem? And Optimus oh, goes, you got me. I guess, I guess not. I guess you, makes sense to me, I guess. Um, RC, RC has a great line now here, and she's like, oh, the way you did with Cybertron, you know, our home planet that's doing super, super well right now. And Megatron just looks at her and goes, trust me, there will be a planet to rule when, I'm, uh, when I take over this time. Yeah, it's like, listen, I... I will admit, I fucked up there. <laughs> but I learn, I listen, and I learn from my own mistakes. I sat my gray ass down and I listened. <laughs> uh, so, like, eventually all these other giant unicrons begin rising, and Optimus is like, all right, we're going to leave to think it over. And is like, cool, call me, babe, uh, when you reach a decision. And he flies off to fight the unicrons. Finger guns at him. Yep. As soon as Optimus is back at base, Dune is like, are you about to invite the guy who nearly killed Raph into your base? And and Optimus is like, no, you don't understand. He's really not that bad. We had a good time together. And she's like, stop. <laughs> and Ratchet's like, stop. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm going to keep him on a short leash. Um, and- he will be here for as long as it takes for him to give us the coordinates and not a moment longer. He will be here for literally two seconds. He's just popping in to grab some of his things. Yeah, that he left in my bedroom. <laughs> so um, Optimus then turns to the rest of the Autobots and is like, listen, uh, this is my duty as a prime. I have to go down there. The rest of you do not have to follow me. And you know I love a good moment where like everyone everyone steps forward up to their duty anyway. It's like, so now nah, I'm going with you. Specifically, each of them swear they're going to save the Earth for their respective human partners. Ratchet does not swear to save the Earth. <laughs> no, he's staying at home. Um, so then Jack asks, well, what happens when you actually use the Matrix? And, and Optimus goes, you know, I have no idea. Not a fucking clue, my guy. Great question, Jack. Anyway. Yeah, but I I gotta, you know, like, it's never been used in this way before, but I don't really have another option. Um, So, you know, it'll probably be fine. So then they phone up Megatron, who is busy just, just dogfighting a bunch of fucking giant unicrons. And they invite also him. having a pretty good time, I will say. He's having a he's having a blast. Uh, but they're like, all right, we've unlocked the door for you. And he slowly walks into the auto base, and everyone is like, the vibes are fucked. I hate this. Yeah, all like Ratchet shepherds all of the humans off to the side to hide them. Um, but like the moment that Megatron steps through, Raph is like that dude just almost killed me fuck this and like runs out he goes you you and Meg- megatron is such a fucking asshole here i love he him. really so, is so first of I all he, first of all as soon as he steps out of the ground he goes ah this is where the magic happens how quaint what a funny little base you have optimus Ooh. 
absolute cunt he is. <laughs> and, then, and then when Raph runs up, he's like, oh, you know, you're looking a lot better than you were last time I saw you, buddy. Boy, like, humans sure are resilient. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and at that point, everyone else runs out because yeah. they're like, ah, oh, beans. Oh, fuck. And he looks at Jack and he says, I never forget a fucking face, my guy. Even a human. Not even a humans. I remember what you fucking did. <laughs> um, and Miko's like, yeah, well, you're the, you fucking know everyone. Someone doesn't come back from this. It's you're my face. You're never going to fucking forget. And he doesn't say anything. He's like, I don't know this one. I've never seen yeah. this one before. Yeah, not sure about this one. What was it that Jack did to him again? Uh, he back in rock bottom, he nearly killed him with oh, the drill, right. and Megatron was like, "You better do, better make it count, better do it in one shot." That right, that. Was your little bitch? And then Jack was like, "Optimus wouldn't do this," and Megatron was like, "Yeah, because he's a little bitch." <laughs> so Megatron goes to give Ratchet the coordinates to Unicron's heart. Um. And Optimus stops Jack and is like, hey, 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 champ. <laughs> this is so funny. Jack, I need you to safeguard this extremely important device. And it is like, this is this is a device that looking at it, this would be like glowing gold in a video game. Yeah, this, this is, is this is the dingus. This is a like, key item. Yeah, this is Literally. this is a, a cannot be sold item. Um, and it's so funny because Jack like, asks, like, "What is it?" And Optimus yeah, kind of yeah. looks off to the side. And is like, "It's um." Yeah, it- he, he's like, he's like, Jack, I need you to uh, protect this very important uh, device. And Jack's like, "Yeah, sure. What is it?" And Optimus is like, "It's a uh, ground pinch key. Don't worry about it." Yeah, it's fine. I you know, just, I just look after <laughs> I forget back. And, and Jack's like, "Well, why don't you give it to Ratchet?" And he's like, no, he'd understand the symbolic gesture. I mean, um, you have matured quite a lot over the over our, over our time together, and I think you're ready for this responsibility. And and Jack's like, his his fucking chest swells with pride. He's like, I'll, ah, oh, golly gee, Dad, I'll, I'll yeah, look exactly. after it for you. Um, I know you and Mom are on the rocks right now, but you're still my dad. Woogie 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 woogie. Um, and so then. It's it's time for everyone to leave. RC tells Megatron, "Yeah, you're going first. He's like, "Okay, sure thing." And he, and he heads on you through. Got it. Everyone, everyone gives the last lingering gaze at their human friends, um, and they they teleport right into the depths of Unicron's fucking guts. Um, and RC's like, "So how long is it going to take for Unicron to notice we're here?" He knew 35 minutes ago. And Megatron's like, oh, trust me, he knows right now. Um, so let's get moving. And we end with the bi- a big fucking eye in the skies looking right down at him. So, yeah, they're in what what the, the chamber that they ground bridge into looks like. Um, there are paths along it that kind of look like... Um, muscle fibers or veins or arteries yeah the, um, this unicron's interior is way less goopy than um armada unicron's interior yeah. which was very biological yeah this is all mechanical but it's still it has like these network of like bridges that look like they could be like veins or arteries or like muscle fibers or otherwise and at the top of the chamber um is a dome or at least you think it's a dome until it starts moving and it's a big ol' eye staring at them and it's distressing great and then we go into one shall rise part three so 
as as the Autobots and Megatron are, are walking deeper into Unicron's depths, um, Ratchet's like, "All right, kids, sit down. Grandpa's going to tell you a story." Because he kind of lets slip that like he can't believe Auto- Optimus and Megatron are working together again. And I think it's Miku goes, "Wait, again? What?" And he's like, "All right." And he and he kind of tells the the origin story of 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 Optimus. He says, "You know, he wasn't always." You knew he wasn't always a prime, but he wasn't even always Optimus. He used to be a little data, a little skinny data clerk named Orion Pax, who worked at the at the Icon archives. Um, and he got a big. I mean, he got. Uh, he became interested in the writings or speeches of a of a of a gladiator named Megatronus, who had named himself as one of the thirteen original primes. So, and then became a political activist. Yeah, he 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 was using his fame to like bring attention to the corruption of Cybertronian society. This was the like this was the standard uh, Megatron origin story at this point. Ever since yeah. uh, I think the first time we had the 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 Gladiator thing was the Dreamwave G one comics, I think. And from there, uh, most Megatrons yeah. have been Gladiators. Yeah, it was Dreamwave. Um, Combined with uh, IDW's like gladiator turned political activist thing, yeah, but that was after it was like yep. b- been established in like the Bayverse. Yes, and the Bayverse, and also I think the IDW after All Hail Megatron, they did alter Megatron's backstory significantly to change him from being a gladiator to a miner. Um, it's unclear if like he wasn't both of those things. Yeah, because he was minor class. He was like, so uh, not to get too far into IDW, but I do think it's like important to talk about this because it's such a common thread through all of these continuities now. Um, so in IDW, I think that everything everything is about class warfare. Yes, like that is that is the core part of everything that happens in idw things spiral out of control from there but at its very core idw is about class warfare um and um taken to like its absolute extremes um and even even in sort of the like normal universe not shitty other universes where things are even worse um everyone's job is basically decided by what their alt mode turns into now there's some room for mobility but not a ton um and so everyone is put into that but there's always going to be people who exploit other people for entertainment so i think i think what ended up happening in idw and again they retcon some of this but um megatron was a minor class he started thinking about revolution as a minor, um, and then he actually ended up in the Kaonian gladiator pits after that. Yeah, it's been a long time since I read Megatron Origins, and it's it's definitely heavily retconned, because that was a very early um, piece of... of yeah, All Hail Megatron is like one of the first things that launched... Um, the IDW universe. It was that was even like a soft reboot too, because there was a bunch of stuff before that, which was already getting messy. So they're like, "All right, we're going to make a new starting point." Because um, Megatron Origins, I think, predated All Hell Megatron. Anyway, it might have. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, we, Gladiator. Th- it is that story. It is the story of Gladiator turned political activist who loses himself to his ambitions and loses sight 
of what he wants in pursuit of power, while the the virtuous Orion Pax uh, is, is deemed a worthy successor to the Matrix of Leadership. Interestingly yeah. enough... The council in, hated him because he spoke the truth. <laughs> interestingly enough, um, in this universe, there were no other primes after the original 13. It is not a, it, it is a legacy title, but not one that was deemed worthy. Now, if you are looking at all of this backstory and thinking, well, this is kind of interesting. I kind of wish there was something that explored it way more in depth. Gurry IDW1. Like, this is a, a significant chunk of IDW1 is exploring this exact time frame between these two in a much less flattened and black and white way. Though with a very key difference that there very much were other primes constantly. And they all uh, sucked. They all sucked shit. They were just a just a fucking conga line of the worst bastards you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. We had the one who, you know, tried to do it to invade the universe with a fucking dead alternate universe. We had the guy who seemed normal at first, but then he put on a giant suit of power armor and started vaporizing protesters. Was that Nova Prime? That was Zeta Prime. Um, Zeta Prime, yeah. And there's Sentinel Prime who... Yeah. Oh my god. Sentinel... Sentinel we'll get to in other continuities, particularly TFA, but... Oh, um, I love animated Sentinel. Uh, yeah, Sentinel. What a, what a funny boy. Anyway, all of that, to, all of that explain, as explains Ratchet, like, yeah, they used to be close friends, but, you know, quote-unquote close friends, but they've become sworn right. enemies ever since then, especially after... He even gives a little thing of like, yeah, and then there's this game called War for Cybertron where Megatron <laughs> infected the core of the planet with Dark Energon and Optimus had to go down and and purify it. And then he got the major leadership from Primus. Um, you can go play that yeah. one. That's technically in continuity with this. <laughs> it, should be, it should be clear that Optimus was deemed worthy because he's a neoliberal. Yes. They make a very a very strong point that Megatron's like, I'm searching for revolution at whatever cost. And he gets lost in the way because he's like, I deserve the matrix of leadership um, because I, I'm the only one willing to do what it takes to do to actually uh, revolutionize our planet, um, even if that means violence. And Optimus... <laughs> Uh, Ryan rather was like no no violence ever vote. violence is how they win it's time to vote Megatronus um, yeah go vote in November also, Megatronus also he he meant the ratchet mentions yeah he shortened his name to make it catchier he started going by Megatron instead of Megatronus and also maybe because I feel like calling yourself Megatronus is like probably a blasphemy but also he named himself after the fucking fallen yeah. So I don't well, know. I don't know listen, what's going on there. This is the most important fifteen dollars Nancy Pelosi will ever ask of you. <laughs> Which is once again, and sorry to keep talking about IDW, but there's a very similar scene in IDW where Orion reaches a very different uh, conclusion with the council. <laughs> right. Well, he has a senator who's who is mentoring him. A very kind senator. A love, a lovely man who will be normal forever, and certainly not be, have who will be normal forever, and will not have any hideous crimes happen to him that forever change him to be the instigator of terrible things forevermore. Remember how Ratbat was a guy in IDW, and then Sunwave turned him into a fucking bat. 
Yeah. That's wonderful. Rapat was Rapat was a senator and and Soundwave said, I'm your dad now. Boogie woogie woogie. And Ratbat's like, no, that's fine. He's like, no, you're a bat now. You're a bat now, and also my child. Boogie woogie woogie. Get decked. Get yep. decked. So back in the in the uh oh by the way, in a very brief scene in part two, Arachna was like So I think it's about time we fucking leave Megatron behind, right, boys? And it kind of yeah. zooms in on Soundwave's back as he's at a console, and you know he is like, I'm going to fucking kill this bitch, aren't I? God damn. Um, anyway, Megatron, like, collapses and is tortured by visions of Unicron and, like, picks himself up and is like, he's getting stronger. We got to keep going. And Bulkhead's like, so uh, is he, like, do we know if he's leading us into a trap or not and to see if he's like fully fucking possessed or not? And Optimus just goes, nope. Yeah. We got no idea. RC just looks at him. This is such a great moment. RC just like looks at him as uh, Megatron's like, we got to go that way. And she's like, by all means, after you. And the look that Megatron gives her is so funny. He doesn't smirk. He doesn't say anything. He just like rolls his eyes at her almost, <laughs> and like, fine, whatever. Uh, so Bulkhead is feeling the effects of Dark Energon. Um, he's like getting woozy and fucking oh, I cannot stand up straight, which is bad because Megatron says, "Oh, he's about to uh, flush us out of his system." Yeah. Turns out he got that Moderna vaccine. Yeah, he's got these fucking... The fucking antibodies are here. Um, and they are swarming everyone. My we- favorite episode of Magic School Bus. So, like, I love this fucking scene of, of them fighting the antibodies. Because... This is one of, one of the sickest fights I think we've seen. Yeah, because... I, I mean, Bulkhead, unfortunately, poor showing because he is kind of dying, but that's okay. Um... RC does some, like, cool flips. She, she, like, does the thing where you hop on the flying guy and, like, shove your hand inside to sort of redirect it. That's cool. But the highlight is Optimus and Megatron back-to-back. This is some Neo and Trinity Matrix shit. It is... There's, like, slow-mo happening. They are in perfect sync with one another. You know they fucked. Like... (laughs) and it's like i i mean obviously they didn't actually fucking canon but like i do think that like the mm, uh, (laughs) impossible to say what kurtzman and ortsy are thinking um but um they are so so in sync like this fight looks sick as hell but the point of it is to show how very quickly optimus and megatron fall back into being in sync with each other the moment that their goals are aligned yep they're like like riding a bicycle absolutely um there's a moment where like they bump into each other back to back and just kind of glance at each other real quick it's i mean it's something um so i'm not saying they're fucking but i'm not saying they're not you know (laughs) there's a lot going on there um so we cut over to the Nemesis after that's done with, yeah. with Anorak, and it's like, all right, everyone, uh, as your acting commander, I must, you know, it's it, it pain. <laughs> she is in such meet, a Starscream meet, mode. Yeah, meet the new boss, same as the old new boss. Yeah, she's like, you know, it's it pains me so much to say this, but Megatron has truly lost his way. 
we we have no signal on him. We have no idea if he's dead or fully under the thrall of Unicron. We just it's time for us to pack up and leave this planet and find greener pastures elsewhere. And everyone is like, no one is objecting. Everyone's like, yeah, he's kind of lost it a little bit. She even she even gives them the option. She like looks at them and she's like, unless anyone disagrees with that decision. And no one, no one disagrees. So then she starts walking towards the console. And then Soundwave just kind of stands there and looks at her. And he's like, and she's like, okay, out of my way. What she specifically says, which I find really funny, is, you have something to say to me? Nope. Um, <laughs> no. Not a single fucking word. Not even an echo of a word. He will. He has no time to waste on you, Arachnid. So she tries to remove him by force. And what we learn is that Soundwave is a fucking badass. This is not a fight. This is a curb stomp. L- literally, so... Um, we get to see, I really love, um, moments when Soundwave deploys Laserbeak. Um, so, uh, they're fighting and, uh, Soundwave knocks her down and she looks back and she notices just a moment too late that Laserbeak isn't on his chest anymore when she gets blasted and, like, paralyzed by Laserbeak. And, uh, while she's prone and on the floor, he literally just, like, steps on her head. (laughs) And she's like, fine, I yield, I yield. And he just goes back to the console and the knockout leans into Vault Breakdown and is like, I'm going to watch out for the quiet ones. Yeah. Yeah, he's, the nemesis is not going anywhere. And, you know, I, I think you have a point. He must like Starscream more than Arachnid because he never did this shit to Starscream. <laughs> he- I think, yeah, I mean, listen, I... Obviously, in the broader scheme of things, it doesn't count for a ton since his loyalties are very obviously with Megatron for the most part. There are some things he does where it's like, what are you doing? But, you know, very clearly his loyalties are mostly with Megatron. But the reality is that, like, Starscream and Soundwave basically spent three years together alone as, like, the only really independent members Yeah, he's, he's of like, that army. He's like, listen... Starscream is a treacherous little twink who I wouldn't trust to look after a fucking rat. But he is kind of my boy. You? And, I don't and again, know you. He, he also successfully led the Decepticons during that time. Yeah, he's like, all right. The yeah. issues came, at, ba- came up when Megatron came back and they yeah. were both vying for power. But Arachnid was a deserter from the beginning. So yeah, all, automatically fucking minus points on on sound waves like reputation log like already a deserter trying to desert us trying to take command as soon as megatron's out of the room nah mom we're not fucking with this one um yeah and again I, nice to see w- female characters get the shit beaten out of them in prime i mean that very seriously i i do like that ratchet specifically shouts out Soundwave as one of megatron's first and most loyal followers yeah in, in the flashbacks, well. like, listen, that guy's been there from the beginning. So, we briefly cut back to the auto base, and everyone's kind of sitting around waiting for news. Um, and Ratchet looks over and notices Jack tapping the key on the railing. He's like, Where the fuck did you get that? And Jack's like, Oh, this, uh, uh, Optimus gave it to me. And Ratchet's like, Oh, fuck. Well, well, like, Jack's a little, like, Feels a little guilty about it. He's like, I'm sorry, I told him he should have given it to you. I know it's important. Yeah, and Rash is like, no, listen, you need to keep that. If Optimus gave it to you, you need to keep that. And Jack's like, I don't get... 
why the key to the ground bridge power supply is so important. Ratchet's like, there is no key to the ground bridge power supply. Get out of the house. <laughs> He's like, no, that, that does not exist. <laughs> Jack, you're holding the key to Vector Sigma. Jack, for the love of Christ. <laughs> it is the key to the well, the, the well of all life. And Jack looks, just looks at her and goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> he was, I'm sure he's thinking like, oh my god, I was tapping that against the railing? Oh no. Yeah, really? Um, and Jack's like, well, uh, why the fuck would he give this to me then? And Ratchet's like, because he's not planning on coming back. Yeah. Son of a um, bitch. Yeah, but we are really just like pointing a fire hose labeled g1 MacGuffins directly at the screen and just <laughs> unleashing it we got the matrix we got the key to vector sigma we got unicron that we're just we're just throwing them all at at, at at the fucking wall and seeing what sticks yep um someone else uh is also um dealing with uh someone else is also uh having a hard time coming back as um Megatron experiences a bad trip. Yeah, so they get to the outer shell of Unicron's spark chamber. And he's like, alright, I'm just through here. And then Unicron leans in and whispers, do it. Do it. Kill the you don't, prime. Do it. You don't need him. We'll play pirate games. <laughs> and Megatron's like, I'm fine. I'm normal. Uh, I just gotta open the door. Um... And he kind of, he uses the dark yeah. energy on to open the spark chamber door. I I love, though, that, like, as as he sort of goes through it, Unicron, Megatron's like, no, fuck you. Give me liberty or give me death. And Unicron's like, okay, lol. I think, is this where he says the classic, like, and Mega, you know, Megatron answers to no one? Um, yeah, exactly. And he walks through and Optimus turns to everyone else. He's like, all right, I need you guys to hold off the antibodies as long as possible. Um, well, me and Megatron go in there and, and finish this off. So they head in. Uh, they are in Mega Unicron's spark chamber. It's it's a big old heartbeat. Um, and as soon as they enter, uh, I presume you know Unicron takes some fucking anti heartburn medication because his spark starts letting off huge blasts of energy. Yeah, he's on that Alka Seltzer. Knocking Optimus on his ass, and Unicron once again speaks into Megatron's ears, like, "You know what? Fine, you won't do it. I'll do uh, it right, myself." Yeah, this is the point. This is the point I meant where he's like, where Megatron's like, "No, give me liberty or give me death," and yeah. then he falls over. Yeah, and Unicron's like, "Bet," and he falls over unconscious. <laughs> yeah, like you hear literally like the powering down sound of mm, as he like yeah. <laughs> falls over. But Prime is still up. He's he's trying to focus energies to use the matrix and he does say to light our darkest hour play in the hits um and behind him megatron aflame with dark energy on his fucking eyes are on fire all of the like ports in his body are just spewing evil flame and he speaks in Unicron's voice and says you will never you know, like I, he's basically says the the fucking legacy of primus ends here I will not allow you to extinguish my spark. I should say that the plan has never been to kill Unicron because, like, you kind of can't because he's the Earth, and if you kill Unicron, bad things would happen. Um, 
Like, yeah. so it, he it's, has to just make him go nighty night. It's an interesting thing where, yeah, because they're like, because everyone's like, well, can you, can you not siphon the devil out of the earth? And they're like, nope. He's, uh, like it or not, he's the fucking source of life on your planet. We can't do anything or else the biosphere would explode or something. So we just got to put him to sleep. And Optimus does indeed hit him with the fucking Matrix Blast and lights their darkness. He pulls up in the jag and hit him with the jab like dun 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 And there's a huge explosion and... We cut to Megatron waking up with his eyes, his normal red color. Uh, it seems like the Dark Energon has been purged from his body, pretty much, by the Matrix. Um, and he wakes up, and he sees Optimus on the floor, and he's like, Alright, Unicron's dealt with. Time to finish the job. And he fucking unsheaths his sword and starts walking over there. He, he like goes like... Pfft teamwork what a fucking joke shit's for gay baby losers all right yeah he feels great by the way he's like i can see clearly now the devil's blood is gone i'm i'm feeling the best i've ever been time to go chop optimus's head off but then optimus looks up at him and goes megatronus where are we and i i have never seen megatron make this anything close to this face before he is shook shook and i think elated yes he's like oh shit oh fuck yes oh Oh, fuck yes and all of the autobots run in because like all the antibodies are dead the storms have stopped everything is going back to normal as unicron returns to slumber so they run and go optimus and he's like what the hell who are those guys why are they calling me that and megan is like ah they're enemies we gotta go because also, the shielding preventing Soundwave and Ratchet from locking onto their uh, signals has also dissipated. So Soundwave immediately opens a ground bridge on Megatron's position. And Megatron and Orion Pax head on out. The drama of ex-lovers. And Optimus looks back at everyone and just like absolutely no recognition in his face and he just leaves. Yeah, he's like, who are all these people? And Megatron's like, our mortal enemies. And he's like, I'll cover you. Run, Orion. We gotta go. Um, so yeah, like I'll, I love that. Yeah, he's like, uh, when when he realizes that Optimus has lost his memory, he 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 gently reaches out to help him up, and he goes, uh, don't worry about it, old friend. It's good to have you back. Um, and yeah, the other Autobots bridge back without Optimus, and Jack is like. Is he dead? And RC's like, no, weirder. But he's dead to us. He lost his memory, doesn't know where we are, and he went with Megatron willingly. And we cut to the Nemesis, where Megatron triumphantly returns to the bridge. Everyone, minus Arachnid, uh, kneeling. Um, and then Optimus walks in over and is like, oh shit! Um, breakdown. I love this. Breakdown immediately brings out the hammer and goes to fucking wreck his shit. No hesitation. But Megan was like, "Oh, hey, that's no way to treat a, a old comrade returning to the fold." Breakdown, and he introduces everyone to their their new friend Orion Pax. End of season. Fuck all of you. Yeah, but but sorry, listeners. Uh, it'll be a hot minute before you get that one resolved. 
what a crazy trio of episodes just truly a wild finale for season one so we got some questions here we got a few for the uh for the wrap-up episode which i will i will uh skip over and wait obviously um but first of all daphnis has two questions one who is the stupidest boss on badger's inside story i must confess i've never played badger's inside story i only put it in the tweet because they're going inside a big monster it's like it's like badger's inside story yeah no i also never played it sorry i'm terribly sorry i'm, I'm a fraud i'm a, I'm a charlatan two what do you think wh- what do you think the cybertronians and the transformers prime lineup would order at insert coffee chain of choice here okay who orders like the fucking sugariest latte knockout knockout no i don't think so what would knockout order i think knockout he's a doctor i think he just does like a cold brew is he a doctor or is he a quote-unquote doctor i guess he's an actual doctor still still i think he just does the cold brew yeah he doesn't go for the tiktok drinks no i don't think any of them do the tiktok drinks but i do think bumblebee is the one who yes orders this like the most ridiculous he orders like the, the 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 mocha frappe caramel swirl um rc black coffee with like a with like one thing of sugar in it maybe if she's if she's feeling fancy Soundwave, he's an enigma i think he gets eliminated i don't know why i don't think he does caffeine he doesn't i think it. He, i think he just does a normal coffee it's like coffee two cream two sugar no just like a normal coffee like a black coffee yeah just nothing it's just the most basic stuff you could get i think bulkhead's the two cream two sugar guy yeah that sounds right knockout yeah you said cold brew breakdown i think i think breakdown likes likes a frappy he like not not as sweet as bumblebee but he i think he like he likes the co- he he's a, i i think he's an herbal tea guy oh there we go he likes to chill a out nice herbal tea yeah arachnid i don't know what she would drink but she will always Arachnid- oh some- arachnid gets um something with activated charcoal Ugh. yeah correct who's left ratchet black coffee i, I just can't see him drinking anything other than a yeah black coffee. he's also a cold brew optimus i think optimus is the only one left unless we count the dead guys which i'm not going to count the dead guys oh and starscream what does starscream order an espresso yes i think you know optimus maybe he orders an americano because he's red, red, white, and blue, baby. Sure. I think that's it. I think that's all of them. As of right now, anyway. Once again, not counting the dead guys. I don't care what Skyquake would order. Fuck them. Um, Slipstream Sam asks, What's your favorite series with just the stupidest lore that didn't need to happen? Mine's definitely Kingdom Hearts. So much bullshit. Hmm. I have I always. Like oh, go ahead. I feel like it's going to be a J.J. Abrams show. Like a Lost. I never watched Lost or Fringe, but like Heroes was pretty bad. With that. Yeah, what's like your favorite series with stupid lore? I know what mine favorite... is. My favorite series with stupid lore. Um. It actually might be Homestuck. Mine is definitely near. Because of obvious, because of course, the first near 
is an offshoot of the joke ending of Drakengard 1. There are aliens involved. There's a 12,000 year gap between Near Replicant and Near Automata. There's a fucking stage show that has important character details for one of the playable characters of Automata that is not in English anywhere. The raids in Final Fantasy XIV are all near canon. Your guitar just loves making up bullshit like that. Like, just th- throwing everything at near. It's like, yeah, sure. This, um, this Gucci ad, it's actually lore relevant. I am going to give um, special props to um, the Dragon Age series as well, which, and and some number of Elder Scrolls, both of which are like... Oh, Elder Scrolls fun. lore is fucked up. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to actually fuck Dragon Age. I'm going to give it to Elder Scrolls, yeah. which has like so much, like that's the thing because the Elder Scrolls are like so immense. There's so much bullshit lore that just does not need to be there. Yeah, like the, the games themselves usually do not touch that shit at all, especially not Oblivion or, or Skyrim, which for the most part are like... Or or at least in very limited ways. Yeah, I mean, but... Oblivion Oblivion does more than Skyrim, I yes. would say, because the, the gods yeah. of you know, the gods of um, You're Oblivion. With the Daedra, right. Um, but right, yeah. are, are, are actually more relevant there. But like if... Skyrim... Uh, what? Who gives a shit? Yes, yeah, you gotta fight. Uh, it's time for... Wake up, honey. It's time for your next fucking Draugr-filled tomb. But no, Elder Scrolls lore is fucking cracked. Like, if you look into any of it, it's just it's just pure madness. Um, One of these days, I, I've, I've never actually watched the BD, BDG video about it about oh uh, that, that one's not about the lore that's about just the books he books, doesn't actually know, talk about I mean, the lore at all i understand i understand that but still it's a great video the books the books contain a lot of the lore that's true there's a lot of lore books that tell you all about the crazy shit that happened in the past i mean i guess like the main plot of skyrim is kind of crazy but like time you know the, the whole thing about the, the, the main villain getting shot forward in time to your time to deal with him. Like, I, I think other stuff has done that before. But also, uh, again, like, there's uh, there's two things about it. One is that I really like Skyrim, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Oblivion, but I really like Skyrim. So it is, a, like, a good series that I enjoy. And two is the amount of lore that is just not at all relevant to the actual game. Nothing. Uh, you like, don't need to know anything. Yeah, I know yeah. a lot of it. Well, you don't need to yeah. know... That the stars were created by the fucking gods of this world tearing through the fabric of reality to escape it. But I know it. Yeah. Now, Homestuck, I will say, I, I also still still believe strongly in as, as my answer, because I love Homestuck, um, regrettably. And um, there is so much lore of it. Unfortunately, the lore isn't unnecessary. It's just incomprehensible. Yeah, it's, a, you are, it's all there for sure. And you got to know all of it. Um, like you gotta like it's really you have to really understand what's going on in Homestuck for it to make any kind of sense whatsoever. So, um, but there are things that like you know I still think of that I never would have realized on my own and don't like really ultimately change the experience. For example, the name of the virus literally being Till Death because it's Tilda A T H. Damn. Um, which I never would have thought of, but it's called it, the virus is called Till Death. You know. Um, so stuff like that is like, I I think like does enhance the experience of Homestuck without actually being like necessary to know, to like appreciate the story. But most of Homestuck's lore, you actually do have to understand to appreciate the story. Everything about Homestuck that I know, I know exclusively 
through osmosis. Um, I am good friends with someone who makes a fairly popular Homestuck fan comic, but I don't, I don't know shit about it still. I don't, I don't know what happens in that comic, really. Sometimes people say things, and I just gotta go, yep, that's, I, I just nod and smile, and I say yes. Slotum's Prime, fantastic username, uh, Chassis in the Discord asks, you were asked to come up with an IDW comic idea. What's a fun or interesting idea you would pitch? Be it a character spotlight or a fun AU? Hmm. Who do I want to see more of? That's the question. Because I, I want it to be a spotlight. I mean, IDW did some pretty good spotlights during their run. And, like, really lifted up a lot of extremely minor characters. But who do I want? Who do I, what do I want? What do I want out of, a, out of an IDW story? Spotlight pipes. Oh, God. Oh, poor Pipes. The, the wee boy didn't stand a chance. That guy loved fucking boats. Um, oh, shit. Like, the problem is I can't come, I like, hmm, you know, I wish the, the maximal stuff um, only really came in at the end of the IDW1 continuity. And I think they were a fairly unexplored faction because they were like all tied to shockwaves bullshit. I kind of want more with them, right? I kind of want more, um, more stuff with the IDW one maximals. Cause all them suckers are dead as fuck. Um, I would actually like to see an AU, one of my favorite fan fictions. Oh, you know, um, you know what? Actually, no, I came up with a way better one. Remember hearts of steel. Uh-huh. I want more yeah, fucking, I want figure. more historical AUs like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, uh, Diesel Punk could be really fun. Hell yeah. There was a, um, there was an IDW, no, 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 there was a, I think it was a, was it, I think maybe it was Dark Horse? Or maybe, no, it was the Dreamwave, uh, G.I. Joe versus Transformers comic, where, like, it was set during World War II, and they all had, like, World War II era alternate modes and shit. That was cool. More more historical uh, AUs where the, the Autobots awaken in like a different time period. I want to see a dude turn into a fucking trireme. <laughs> I want to see a guy turn into a chariot complete with horses. What was it that we were saying before? A catapult? Oh yeah, a catapult man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so... This is kind of a, a, a cheap answer, but I would love to actually see an adaptation of one of my favorite fan fictions. And um, if this gets anyone to, to read this fic, then that that is good enough for me. Um, there is a fic by an uh, author named Trinary. Um, it is called Send Us a Blindfold, Send Us a Blade. Um, it is uh, post-IDW. Uh, Post-IDW one, basically, where um, Thundercracker moves to new Cybertron and um ends up phasing into um a a new a a slight deviation from the functionalist um universe and um there is there is a resistance movement there um led by uh wouldn't you know it Damis of Tarn ah who is or who has been given the name Glitch still, um, has been impurated still. Um, but I think uh, to me the DJD um, are really 
interesting characters that we don't see a ton of um, within the actual comic continuity. Um, I would also be interested in like spotlights of yeah. some of the DJD. Actually, not Tarn. Um, <laughs> I think we know who Tarn is. Yeah, we basically, know, we know we know a lot about Tarn. I want to know more about yeah, the guy like with the Helix. grinder. Yeah, I want to know more about yeah, the guy I, with the grinder in his chest. Yeah, so I want to know more about Helix. I'd li- I'd like to know more about Kaon. I think Kaon's like really interesting. Um, so anyway, like. I'd love to know more about Vos. How did Vos become that freak? <laughs> Mr. Wear My Face. You know, maybe uh, maybe that one's best left to the imagination. But um this this sort of adaptation of like what happens like what happens to other really strong feeling revolutionaries when Megatron is removed from the equation, basically. Um was is like super super interesting so anyway basically i i am saying everyone should go read send us a blindfold send us a blade um it's a great fic and um that is that is what i would like to see more of more of like who did dj dr both within their current current circumstances of the actual canon universe and um what happens if their you know primary unifying factor of megatron is removed maybe maybe i will go read that um Slotinus Prime also asks, what movies and slash TV shows do you think each member of Team Prime gets into? Oh, this is this is like catnip to me. Hmm. We already know Bulkhead loves creature features and kaiju films because he shares Mika's tastes. Even though he's kind of a weenie, I think. Uh he still he still watches the horror movies though. RC. RC definitely likes some fucking like action movies right or maybe hmm. top gun <laughs> my god yeah she likes all the all the all the 80s classics which is very funny because i don't think jack would like any of those i don't know what does jack watch what do you think jack's favorite show is does he have one jack watches like whatever the equivalent of the like mtv cartoons were then so like what whatever like Daria and like Beavis and Butthead. He's an intellectual. He's the thinking man's cartoons. Yeah. Bumblebee. I mean, he watches cartoons with Raph. He like he likes that stuff. He's younger. Yeah. Raph also watches the Discovery Channel. Yes. Lots of lots of nature documentaries and and how it's made and stuff like that. Which Bumblebee just eats all that shit up. Ratchet. Uh house yeah i feel like ratchet would get sucked into either house or like get hideously invested in a daytime soap opera he watches house break hippa every episode and he goes so true bestie <laughs> finally a human doctor i can respect optimus mm. i think optimus is the soap <laughs> he gets really invested in, in fucking like days of our lives or something yeah as the world turns. And he, every time someone does something bad, he just shakes his head sadly. When will All you learn? All of lear- this could have been avoided. When will you learn, Denise? <laughs> um, Casarachnid asks, if they were humans, what would the Prime cast have for breakfast? <sighs> I mean, okay. RC is definitely, like, not put together enough to have a full breakfast. She has an protein energy shake. B- yeah, protein shake energy bar out the door. She's busy. She's got things to do. Bulkhead, full English. I was going to say um, lumberjack. Oh, yes. Lots of pancakes. Yeah. 
Bill slabs of bacon Nick's, and sausage. Yeah, nicks the blood sausage and uh, the sorry the blood put the black pudding and uh, add in the pancakes. I think yeah. that's bulkhead. Got car carbo load for a, a big day of crushing Viacon skulls. Uh, Bumble, Bumblebee eats tricks. Yeah, he eats he eats Lucky Charms and shit. Um, Ratchet, I think Ratchet keeps it most. A cold simple. brew. Yeah, he's got a cold brew. He makes like. A simple omelet, no fucking frills, just like cheese, maybe. I don't think I don't think Ratchet eats. He just drinks cold brew. I just ha- thinks he drinks cold brew. Yeah, Optimus. I think Optimus has like an like a classic American breakfast. Yeah, complete with freshly squeezed orange juice. Yep, you, you gotta get big oranges for that fella. It's um, the most important meal of the day. Well, I guess they're humans, so yeah. Um. Still be a big guy. Pitches an episode where instead of Optimus getting amnesia, amnesia, Megatron gets amnesia. War over. Congratulations. Yeah, I feel like we just cut to Optimus's quarters real quick, and then we we like see the 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 banners of peace flying on Cybertron. Like we're good, we're fine. Um, and finally. Casseractin asks, if the Prime Kids had to fantastic voyage into one of the Autobots to cure them of a disease, how do you think it would go? Shit, is it? I don't think there is a fantastic voyage episode of the show. Mm. Man, we're missing one of the pillars of Western animation. I was trying to, re- I was trying to remember which fantastic voyage episode I had just watched of anything, and it was the Archer one. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a, there's definitely a fantastic voyage episode in G1, and it is insane. Yeah, oh my god, holy That one is amazing. (laughs) That one gives us so many, it gives us the classic scenes of evil brain impulses and all of the Decepticons getting fucking (laughs) shwasted. Oh, G1 Season 2 is going to be so good. I can't wait. Um, But as for, oh, I mean, I think it would go pretty standardly, right? Like, you'd have all your Fantastic Voyage classics. Um... They, they there'd be a, a peril of like they almost uh, hit the spark or something. You know, IDW had a fantastic voyage story. Lost Light did very briefly. Oh, yep, no, they sure did. So you they they got a leg up on Prime here. I can't believe they they fucking slipped. That's uh, I'm gonna have to knock a few points off of Prime's like score for that. Honestly, you, you can't be a cartoon. We're having a Fantastic Voyage episode. I'm sorry. It's kind of. I, th- I thought it was federal law, but I guess not. Anyway, we've been Prime Cuts, and this has been Transformers Prime. That's right. We're season done. one. We're done with season one. Season two will return at some point. We don't know when. It, it, it's it's up to our whims, really. You know. It's... Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna get us there eventually. Uh, I I like Prime too much to let not, it go for too long. <laughs> not before I. Uh, but what if instead I, I I grab hold of the wheel and drive us directly into the flaming ditch labeled Transformers Energon? And we're stuck. I mean, you could do that. I could do that, and you would hate me forever. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do it eventually. It's, it is. It I wouldn't be surprised to... if we ended up doing it before Prime, but it has to happen. It's, it does uh, have to happen. It's 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 out it's out there on the horizon. I can I can hear it outside. I get like just banging on my window, begging to be let in. 
We do have the next several seasons laid out for us, so it might be a while, but... Yes, it'll be a bit, but make no mistake, we will return to, to Prime sooner or later. Um, but until that, I have been Nero. You can find me on Twitter at DragonSmoocher. You can find my various other projects in various other places, such as the Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast with my friend Jane, Radio Free Heidelin, that is at Heidelin Radio. Just covered the first trial, um, and we are getting ready to kind of get into the 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 meaty middle of uh, a realm reborn, which is a lot of wandering around doing various things that are not terribly interesting, but it's all leading somewhere. Um, I also worked on her with a previous uh, podcast covering the uh, 2018 Netflix Shira show. That is the podcast of power at podcast of power. Great show, great podcast. You listen to it. I also pop up on Disney Minus from time to time. That is at Disney Minus Pod, covering all sorts of uh, various Disney-related things on Disney Plus. The Cars episode is finally out, so you can sort of hear me slowly slide into madness, considering the implications of the lore of the Cars world. My advice to anyone is simply don't think about it because there's there's too many things. You know, they you know they just released a, a, a promo poster for the new that they're they're making a cars show, and in the background of that poster they have a dinosaur on it, and the dinosaur is also mechanical. And I don't I don't know what that means. There are also ghosts, which means hell's more even more real than before. It is real, and it's the cars universe. That is hell. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's no, yeah. no, no. That hell is real in the Cars universe and there's separate a, from the Cars universe because a, there are ghosts. There's double hell. There's ghosts and a car pope. The hell is real. The, there is a car pope. So a uh, car Jesus died on the car cross. We know this. For our car sins. I want. I want to know the canon of car saints. I demand it. I know. I know they have it in the fucking Pixar studio. I know they have a fucking lore bible in there. And I'm St. Thomas of Enginus. And I'm going to break it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do a fucking national treasure. I'm going to break in there and steal the car's lore bible. And I will finally reveal all the fucking evil secrets of that universe. Anyway, that's me. Uh Joan of Spark. God um, damn it. <laughs> uh i'm audrey you can find me on tumblr and twitter at optimum on prime that's my funny robot internet joke you can also listen to the other podcast i do it's called pot of greed it's about Yu-Gi-Oh. we're on hiatus at the moment as we shift from uh season three of gx into season four but if you're a patron uh you can listen to some of the bonus content that we're putting out uh during this time we recorded an episode of krugio uh, this past week, uh, which is our Fast and Furious Watch and Debrief podcast, um, and, uh, patron content, and uh, we're going to do a new Grugio or possibly Yu-Gi-Oh with a zero, uh, which will be our new um, manga read and uh, recap uh, bonus content podcast. Um, and you can find that at Pod of Greed cast on uh on twitter um i'm also going to shout out um and what i'm i guess we'll refer to as an affiliate network 
I'm not sure what um, Moonshot Podcast Network. Um, I don't have any content on there, but I am. I do work with them, and um, they're a bunch of great guys. Their podcasts are amazing. The extra stuff that they do, their streams are incredible, and raise funds for really amazing causes. Um, Moonshot has started doing table reads of uh, live table reads of. Uh, movies and uh, plays and musicals and I've been cast in uh, the upcoming table read of Mamma Mia as Lisa one of the bridesmaids um, so look forward to that um, more more on that as, as that all develops um, and that's it uh, you can find us uh, Prime Cuts at Prime Cuts Pod on Twitter um, you can uh, from there you can find links to our discord which you should join again we have a wrap up episode next week but after that we will be um, having a break where we will be streaming uh, the 2007 Transformers movie which is fine uh, <laughs> Sam, push the cube into my chest um, <laughs> and um, you can find this and Pot of Greed um, and a lot of other great shows uh, on uh, the Noise Space Network which you can find at noisespace.xyz anyway so until next time I'm gonna call up my uh, toxic ex and see if they want to get back together real quick uh, transform and roll out I am going to turn to this, that teenager and say, I was there, Jack. I was there three million years ago. And then stand there and reminisce. Do not speak to me of dark energon, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Peach. Peach.